Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader fighting for faith, family, and freedoms on the front lines of the America First movement. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Audible today on the Amazon Audible uh, audiobook platform. We are literally, I think, every every podcast platform. If you can think of one we're not on, because I've gotten emails asking about Audible. I spend the time over the weekend getting on Audible. So if you can think of one we're not on, let me know. My name is JP Josh. Like I said, follow me on Truth Social if Truth Social ever gets up. We'll talk about that later in the episode. My username over there should be at GOP Josh. My gab is at GOP Josh. Getter at GOP Josh. Twitter, GOP Josh 20. And Instagram is GOP Josh 20. So, usually I, I, I come on here and I say, the Monday episodes are so difficult because nothing happens over the weekends. And usually that's true. But yesterday at 8 a.m., a piece was published in The Atlantic that literally saved my career and, let, and saved today and, and saved today's episode. And I think most of you probably already know the story I'm going to be talking about. From Rachel Gutman, mask mandates are illogical. So what? No way. No, no way. This is an actual published piece by the editor at Atlantic, which is the, the fake news um, champion when it comes to President Trump's, uh, what, what, what even was the scandal that they, they were in? The tax returns, right? Didn't they like the tax returns for the New York Times? I don't know. Anyways. When the mayor of Washington, D.C. announced changes to the city's mask mandate last week, spit hit the fan. As of March 1st, district residents will need to cover up in order to attend school, go to a library, or ride in a taxi. But gyms, sports arenas, concert venues, and houses of worship, all the places where people like to breathe hard or sing and and shout in close proximity, will be facial free-for-alls. If the goal of the mask policy is to reduce transmission of the coronavirus as much as possible, then D.C.'s new rules are difficult to reason out. Why should children who are generally at low risk of severe disease have to mask while sitting quietly in class when their more vulnerable elders can sing unmasked in church? It seems arbitrary, inconsistent, and absurd. I agree with this article so far. Making kids mask up at school, but not in a church, which I don't agree with masking in churches either, by the way. But this is a a, a pretty illogical stance. I'm going to be honest. Then again, so does about every community mask mandate. If the rules don't apply equally in different settings, they're unfair. If they do, they're ridiculous. Good luck complying in a restaurant, bar, or airport food court. Pointing out the logical flaws in mask mandates are easy. Fixing them is hard and important. Cases may be turning down in nearly every part of the United States, but the surge will almost certainly not be our last, just as Omicron will certainly not be the last variant to infect the world. When infection rates begin to rise again, local and state governments can try to implement implement mask policies, policies that actually make sense to the people being ordered around. Take my city, Baltimore, as an example. Everyone older than two must wear a mask indoor at any location other than a private home, including at food service establishment. Yet indoor dining, which is associated with increasing COVID-19 transmission rates, has been allowed for more than a year, and diners do not need to be vaccinated. Um, performers are allowed to sing, speak, and, and play the oboe sans mask, despite the fact that maskless music has been known as a, p- a potent source of, con- uh, of uh, I cannot read today, of contamination since the early days of the pandemic. 
I frequently walked past restaurants with masks required for entry signs taped to the front door and their windows fogged up from the breath of maskless patrons. And in spaces where masks are both required and feasible, say pharmacies and grocery stores, hardly anyone is enforcing their use. It all feels rather performative and silly. Why have a mandate if it can be so easily ignored? The public sees right through that, and I think that led to a lot of the backlash. The director of Harvard's Healthy Building Program told me to Alan the mask mandate's contradiction and compliance failures are a sign that the U.S. should stop trying so hard to influence U.S. behavior and start focusing on improving ventilation and filtration in buildings. Masking, because it's obviously visible and has become unavoidably politicized, is in the pandemic my, uh, mitigation st- uh, strategy that is easiest for most people to notice, which might explain why it's received so much attention from the public and the media. But structure impro- uh, structural improvements can operate in the background, protecting people without making them feel inconvenienced. One common, though not definitely proven, argument against mask mandates is they don't actually change people's behavior. People who would have masked up anyway want to cover up. People who don't want to mask wear theirs badly or ignore the rules. Anyone who has been in any sort of public location at any time during the pandemic recognizes that mask mandates are not followed consistently, said David Dowdy, an epidemiologist at John Hopkins University. But even disregarded mandates could affect people in other helpful ways. From my perspective, the main benefit is not so much the mask in itself, but the message to society that this wave is not over, uh, Dowdy told the author of this piece. A masking mandate may not magically swaddle the faces of everyone in its jurisdiction, but it could remind already enthusiastic mas- maskers to avoid large gather- gatherings or lead mas- non-maskers to give the people around them a little more space. So this piece has a couple more paragraphs. I'm not going to read them all. And it basically admits that mask mandates do not work because people aren't going to wear masks. And I haven't seen, okay, I don't wear a mask in public most of the time. If it's like a hospital or something, I'll wear a mask. But we've had COVID. I'm fine, not vaccinated. I don't wear a mask. In a scenario where there is a mask-required sign, I walk in the door. No problems. I've never been stopped, asked to put a mask on. But I also have never said, oh, yeah, because of that sign, COVID is spiking and and, and terrible. Let me keep my distance more than normal. I I don't like being around a lot of people anyway, to be completely honest. I, I like having my space. My personal space. But I but the grocery store I go to every week um, has a mask required sign, and they've had it since March of 2020. Temporarily, I followed it. I think everyone did. It, it made sense, too. But now it makes no sense. There's hardly anyone masked in the store. And if they are masked, they're probably an employee. And it, it, it just doesn't make much sense to me at all. I don't think that... Mask-required signs should be on the building if they're not enforced, and I don't think they should be enforced. And if you're going to keep it on the entire time without taking it down, without limiting your mask mandates or, or stopping them when the, the peak is over, then what's the point? It doesn't show people that this, this virus is not over. It doesn't show people that the spike is not over. It shows people that you like to control people and that you want them to put on a medical piece of equipment in order to enter your facility. Because that, that that's what that's what this mask is. It's a medical piece of equipment. Let me see. I want to find something that I found on Facebook. I don't know how accurate it is, but I, I, I do want to find it. It was from Candace Keller, who's a lieutenant governor candidate in Ohio. 
from her association. I probably can't find it. Nope, I can't find it. I'm trying my best. I meant to bring it up earlier, but I forgot. But anyways, I'm going to stop now. Stop looking, because I'm I, I'm down to January. There was a card that talked about the laws around masks and what masks actually are. And it, it treated them as a medical device, because they are. They are a, a medical face covering. And it outlines the laws around medical practice. Requiring a mask is a violation of or is improper medical practice. I don't know how true that is, but that, that that's what's being claimed, right? And it wouldn't surprise me if it's true. But this paragraph, which is on the top of the page of this article, is what really frustrates me. They only need, mask mandates are illogical, so what they only need to align with the community's goals. What are that community's goals? Is it to control their neighbor? Is it to stop their neighbor from breathing air? What is the goal? And why should a medical face covering be used to contribute to said goal? My name is UP Josh. We got a couple minutes left. Why am I why am I going to break so soon? Why am I so excited to leave? No, I'm not excited to leave, but I'm done with that section for now. Uh, next segment, we're going to be talking about Truth Social. We're going to be talking about endorsements that President Trump and some other high-profile Republicans have given in certain races and what that leads to. But we'll, we'll start with Truth Social right now. We have time. So I, I, I downloaded the Truth Social app. It automatically downloaded at like 11 p.m. last night, right? So I opened it up. I, I spammed my way through, and I made an account. I was 1,337th on the waiting list when I, when I went to bed last night. I have a screenshot and everything to prove it. I opened it up this morning when I woke up about 7 a.m. Number 92,679 on the waiting list. 92,679. And it it makes me think that Trump's trying to manufacture a, a false sense of scarcity, a false sense of exclusivity by having to be put on this waiting list that hasn't moved since I've woken up. So I don't know. Sign up for Truth Social, though. I, I am going to say that. I wish I was a beta tester at Trump. Get, make me a beta tester. Let me in the app. Um, at GOP Josh will be my username over there. I hope it, it is successful for President Trump for spree, free speech. Hopefully he doesn't censor speech. Maybe they'll introduce a podcast player and the conservative crusader will be over there. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just speculating at this point. But, you know, that'd be very cool if I could be on the platform with President Trump. Hope his email statements continue because they're a lot easier to follow. I get notifications directly to them. But anyways, my name is UP Josh. We'll be right back after this here on The Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. So, today is President's Day, and usually I would take a holiday like this off the podcast just to give myself some time. But I realized, we don't have a president, so why would I celebrate it? So, Trump 
is obviously the center focus on... I forgot to do my laugh button. Why do I have this laugh button if I'm not, not going to use it when I tell a joke? So, so Trump is the, the, the center... The center place in the or center point in the Ohio Senate race, the race that we had Mark Fukita on to talk about on on the here on the show. Go back to the uh, the RSS feed or just go to youtube.com slash I don't know what the slash is, but search JP Josh. My profile will, will pop right up. But Trump's not the only endorsement that matters. Jane Timken, which is one of the front runners, the the Trump candidate, so to speak, because uh, she's the most aligned with Trump, according to her. But all of them say they're most aligned with Trump. But uh, she has received the endorsement of Rob Portman, who I'm sure you all know. He is the, the, in my opinion, rhino senator from Ohio. And if you're endorsed by Rob Portman, I've said on the show that I, I, I used to support Jane Timken. I did. But if you're endorsed by someone who's a... a, a, a mega rhino rob portman is the most rhino senator i think republican senator right now i'm glad he's not running for re-election because he wouldn't get re-elected he's a rhino okay if you're endorsed by that rhino by someone so liberal in his voting record when he votes for the bipartisan infrastructure deal that is outrageously expensive is packed with more than just infrastructure i'm not going to support a, a candidate endorsed by him and I don't think this endorsement took any supporters from um, Josh Mandel or Mike Gibbons or J.D. Vance, uh, key demographics, key voters that she needs to get in order to win. I don't think an endorsement from Rob Portman would do that. Now, people think because Rob Portman endorsed Jane Simkin, oh, that means Trump will endorse her. No, that's not what that means at all. I think that Trump has a good chance of endorsing Jane Simkin, but that's not what that means at all. I don't know. I, I I don't know. But I do want to play this commercial from Jane Timken, if I can find it. And I, I cannot stand this commercial. This is her first ad after hiring on Kellyanne Conway. Play clip. I'm Jane Timken. We all know guys who overcompensate for their inadequacies. And- In uh, audio listeners, there is a picture of Mike Gibbons, a picture of J.D. Vance, and a picture of Josh Mandel on these canvases and that description fits the guys in the senate race to a t she is so bland she's standing there with her fingers pointed out towards the canvases not even a smile she just looks dead in the face to a t and then she knocks down the photo of josh mandel and reveals a photo of her and donald trump I'm the MAGA conservative with a backbone. As your GOP chairman, I turned Ohio into Trump country. You turned Ohio into Trump country, but you covered over $3 million of missing money that you just let get shoved under the rug. You supported Bob Paduchik, who is currently holding closed-door meetings endorsing Mike DeWine. You supported Mike DeWine. You still support Mike DeWine. You're not the Trump conservative. You're not a, a perfect conservative. Next senator, I'll fight for stronger borders, American jobs, and parents' rights. I approve this message because I'm Trump tough, and I put America first. No, you don't. I'm Jane Timken. Okay. I don't hate Jane Timken, okay? I, I want to make that clear. I don't have a major problem with Jane Timken. 
but commercials like that are insanely annoying. It's her format for all of her commercials. It's just the same talking points, the same stock footage that she just she just puts there. Like she did the same thing for a, a Fauci commercial. It's very loud. This is child abuse, and as a mom, it's someone masking a child. By the way, art. Biden and Fauci want to mask up our kids forever. Parents should be in charge of these decisions, not politicians. No mask mandates, no vaccine mandates. Let's fire Fauci and take back our freedom. She looks very uncomfortable. And I approve this message. I don't think this is the race she ever wanted to get into. Uh, Did she happen before Josh Mandel? Uh... Jane Temkin declares for Senate. Because it would say. Let me see here. She has declared. Okay, she she joined Josh uh, Mandel, who Josh Mandel declared before her. But I, I don't know why she would she would have run. She she looks insanely uncomfortable. I don't think she wants to do this. Politics isn't for everyone. I mean I mean she was in politics in the state, but she had a, a stable job where she was not being um attacked, really. She wasn't being um competed with, I should say, for the chair chair position. Let's watch another. I don't even think I've actually seen this one. Ohio small businesses and families struggled to survive. What was Joe Biden's first legislative proposal? A liberal plan to give amnesty to 12 million illegal immigrants. I'm running for the U.S. Senate to put hardworking Ohio families. I feel bad for the people behind her. She's in a warehouse. People are actually trying to do their job, and she just has a camera crew sitting there talking about her her policies. She looks less dead in this one, though. American jobs, American schools, and American health care should be for American citizens, not illegal immigrants. I'm Jane Tim- Okay, this show definitely derailed, and I'm just giving her free advertising at this point. But people say that, that, that because she was endorsed by Rob Portman, Trump's going to endorse her. And I, I, I don't believe that whatsoever. If anything, then make Trump less likely to endorse her. I don't think Trump and Portman are in good standing right now, especially when it comes to the uh, the BIP, or yeah, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, BIB. I don't think they're in good standing. I don't think they're 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 in good communications. And if Jane Timpkins, the Trump endorsed candidate, she has a a cakewalk to the Senate, or at least to the Republican nomination. But like I said, uh, listen to my interview with Mark Bukita here on the Conservative Crusader. Go to my YouTube, gopjosh.com slash show. Click on the button. The big button will have his face on it. It'll have the Conservative Crusader interview with Mark Bukita on the, on the page. Click on that. Support it. We'll listen to it. Listen to it again. Check it out. I'm actually very happy. It's doing very well for one of my YouTube videos when I'm being shadow banned on YouTube constantly. Him and oh, there's out. playing right now as soon as I click on my YouTube channel. That's kind of hilarious, but... It's doing pretty well. I'm very happy. Um, I, it had very well reception. Um, so, so thank you all for uh, listening. If you haven't already listened, uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Nancy Mace. We we talk about her. She is the perfect representation of C plus Republicans. 
I will win without Trump's support. <laughs> Nancy Mace has vowed to win re-election in the upcoming primary, even though former President Trump has endorsed her Republican challenger, Katie Arrington, one of his early supporters and former national security officials. Speaking with the state, Mace boldly declared, I'm going to win without him. The president endorsed Arrington this month, denouncing Mace as an absolutely terrible candidate. Katie Arrington is running against an absolutely terrible candidate whose remarks and attitude have been devastating for her community and not at all representative of the Republican Party to which she has been very disloyal. Katie Arrington is liked and respected and a true Republican. Arrington ripped Nancy Mace for siding with the Democrats on occasions, such as when she voted to hold former President Trump advisor and former Breitbart News executive Steve Bannon in contempt of the, over the January 6th commission or a subpoena. In one interview after the day of January 6th, Mace said Trump put all of our lives at risk. What we need in Congress are strong conservative Republicans that are going to put President Trump's agenda first and foremost, Arrington said. I agree with that. After Trump endorsed Arrington, Mace made a video of herself appearing before Trump Tower in New York, touting herself as one of the president's early supporters. This is actually pretty hilarious. I- I'm going to win without Trump, but let's let's tout my support of President Trump. Can I see the video? Can I find the video? Here it is. I think this is it. Trump Tower today and it's very um, laggy it's very bad it's Facebook it's a it's a Twitter video I'm gonna restart it hey everyone Congresswoman Nancy Mace here I'm in front of Trump Tower today and um, I remember in 2015 when President Trump announced his run I was one of his earliest supporters I actually worked for the campaign in 2016 I worked she's trying so hard across the country to help get him elected I supported him again in 2020 because of policies I believed in he brought American jobs back. He lowered our taxes, wages, and employment were better for every hardworking American in our country. She, she's using the same talking points, hoping that I'm pausing it. It's so loud. Is she is using the same talking points, trying to get Trump to reendorse her? Mace, you're not going to win. Katie Arrington will take you down, and your rhino antics with it. And I cannot wait. I get an argument on TikTok all the time where it's like people are like. Nancy Mace is a true Republican. We should real we should make her president. And I'm like, yeah, no, she's not. And they're like, you shouldn't exile people from the party. And I'm like, you're doing the same thing to me. Let me see if I can find this actually. Uh no. Unfortunately, I don't think I can find it. Can I find it? Can I? Oh, we got time. We got time. Do we do we have time? No, I can't find it. I'm all the way to 2020. And I can't make it. My name is GOP Josh. We are back tomorrow, of course, the brand new episode. Every single day this week. Because we will not forget. (laughs) We will not stop until our party and our country is taken back for the better. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. (laughs) 